Rick Jensen. On 1150 AM, 101.7 FM, WDEL. Throughout the pandemic, 2020, uh, on this program, we talked a lot about the kids suffering educationally, right? As well as with their mental health, too. And, uh, look, I've invited so many different people, so many different points of view on this program. And you know where I stand. I believe that the public schools should have done what the private schools did very, very successfully, and that is let the kids come to school. When there's a problem, they're out for a few days, a week or something like that, bring them back in. And now we see extraordinary failure rates in school. Not only that, but now when uh, you read surveys and studies from uh, National Institutes on uh, Mental Health, the, um, the CDC, Johns Hopkins, and you find this pandemic has really crushed kids' mental health, especially teenagers. And you also know Dr. Sandra Gibney. Before she became the angel of the pandemic, as I have referred to her, because she was a serial tester, she was put in a spacesuit with her team, and, and they were going out and testing people in some of the most at-risk communities in Delaware. I mean, you know, homeless camps, camps, as well as uh, motels and... Um, Shelters, places like the Sunday Breakfast Mission, for example. And then came the vaccine. And uh, she became what I like to call a serial vaccinator. And uh, and she was out there making sure that everybody, uh, she would get vaccinated if she could you know, just possibly talk him into it. And uh, fortunately, the vast majority of people were actually up for that. But now, now we're dealing with something that many of us knew was coming. And that is a uh, another kind of pandemic. At least it looks like that to me. Maybe simply just an epidemic of negatively impacted teens' mental health. And it's something that Dr. Gibney, who takes uh, her medicine to the street, really wants to work on. Thanks for being here. It is my pure pleasure. So uh, tell us what you're doing. So as we know, um, the pandemic has affected all of us in different ways, but certainly the isolation that occurred with the pandemic as well as the lack of our normal things that we do, go to the gym, go to the movies, hang out with friends, those things. Have that, sleepovers. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, hanging out with the, with the kids uh, outside the school, playground, whatever. I mean, we're talking about, you know, we're also talking about, you know, 10, 11-year-old kids, too, not just the teenagers. But this really did impact the teens especially, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, and in sports participation. Yeah. Right? You know, and just going over to your friend's house and, and playing or doing whatever you're going to do, all those things got impacted. But... But more importantly, um, I think um, mental health, which um, may have been overlooked a little bit in, in the pandemic because we were so worried about physical health, um, we found that, that, in fact, mental health has been deeply affected from the pandemic. And Well, yeah, I mean, during uh, the pandemic isolation, and I'll just bring up a news story that I had found earlier on my phone. That's why I'm looking at my phone right now. I'm not being rude. Uh, an alarming number of teenage girls mm-hmm. attempting suicide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In Delaware, before the pandemic, we thought that there was probably, um, you know, one in 10 adults that reported they had depression. Now it's more like three in 10. And in teens, the same. And um, we've had, um, unfortunately, an increased rise in in teen suicide in our high schools. Um, And there have been several in the past, you know, six months. So, um, we're really concerned. And as you know, I'm I'm like uh, the person that goes after 
what needs to go after in the community, doc of the community. And people don't realize this. You've always been like that. In fact, uh, Dr. Gibney and I actually met before the pandemic, and uh, she was very involved with uh, Lieutenant Governor Bethany Hall Long's uh, opioid uh, mission, which is, you know, to try to get as many people as possible off opioid addiction. And uh, I remember when I was actually broadcasting live from Lieutenant Governor's mm-hmm. uh, office one day, mm-hmm. uh, and then I was there for the Behavioral uh, Health uh, Consortium. Right. And uh, you and I, I had heard of you, knew of you, and we met for the first time, I think, there and talked. I think that's probably the first time that uh, we met and talked. And I just want people to know that you've been involved in uh, these public issues for many, many, many years. It goes way back uh, even before um, the Behavior Health Consortium that Bethany Hall Long uh, created in order to use you know, her office to gather people together to do some good uh, amongst all these professionals who work in this. I mean, everything from police to um, people in the ER and everybody else you know, surrounding this as well. Yeah, that's what she does. I mean, yeah. uh, honestly, Bethany Hall Long, our lieutenant governor, who is a dear friend of mine, um, that's what she does. She brings people together. She collaborates. She creates, um, as she did the consortium, um, to bring people from all disciplines together to try to fix a problem. And whether that was, you know, substance use disorder or, the, and, you know, or whether it's um, mental health disorders or whether it's things from cradle to grave, um, we've, we've looked at all kinds of social problems, and that's sort of like her wheelhouse and um, in- incredible in that way to work with her. Um, but but we've, we've kind of shifted gears a little since at this time, you know, it looks like... Now we're looking at go- post-pandemic. Right, post-pandemic yeah. recovery, if you will. I right? guess. Um, and, and, and the fallout. You know, what is the fallout? The fallout is people haven't been going to the doctor for their regular appointments. You know, you'll see signs up billboards, you know, don't, don't ignore your health. It's don't miss your appointment. Cancer doesn't wait. You know, all these different things. Um, but during the pandemic, we were told, you know, by the government, by health officials and the government that, no, you, you can't go. And then, you know, even Christiana Care saying, well, you know what, uh, gee, she, uh, we, we want to get you in here, but uh, we're not sure about the guidelines. And uh, those seem to change quarter to quarter in any way. And, yeah. And people were avoiding. Offices were closing. Yeah. Right? People and then, were avoiding these checkups and uh, very serious. Uh, yeah. You couldn't get into a doctor's office and telehealth suddenly, you know, became the way to go for certain things, you know. And But isn't it true that even elective surgeries can be life-threatening if they don't occur? Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of people that sit around with a hernia and just are kind of like a ticking Tom bomb in case that hernia strangulates, you know, or there may be other people that are having elective cardiac catheterization. Yeah. Um, just hoping that a plaque doesn't break off and have an issue. So, um, you know, elective, I, I make this joke all the time and I think I've probably said it to you, you know, what's the difference between minor surgery and major surgery? You know, what is if it? it's on you, it's major surgery. Yeah, someone it's else, right. ah, it's just minor, minor surgery. surgery, right? Yeah. So if it's on me, it's yeah. major surgery. But but you know, in jest, um, many of those things were put aside because we just didn't want to contaminate a large group of people coming into a hospital institution that we knew were taking care of people that were sick, right? So so those things put put aside. Um, you know, er- everything from routine colonoscopies to going to the dentist to uh, you know, and dental health really affects the overall health oh, as well, like, yeah, right? It does, yeah. Um, you know, if you're walking around with gingivitis and chronic bacteria in your mouth, that can spread to other parts of your body. So, um, but, but you know, today talking about mental health and around that um, is just another thing that kind of for a lot of people just got 
put to the back burner, you know, because there was such an overwhelming concern for just us surviving. And getting back to the whole uh, behavior health consortium and opioids, um, I've talked with a number of people. I have people on this program once a month, as a matter of fact, talking about opioid addiction. And that sadly also did increase extraordinarily during the pandemic because, again, of, of isolation. So these teenagers are isolated. And it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a hard and challenging time. We all know what mean girls are even before the movie. Mm-hmm. And yet it, it's, it's such an important part of socialization to be with other kids physically your, your own age. And that didn't happen for that one year. This that one year. Solid one year, yeah. 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 And, and it had such uh, a horrible effect uh, for so many kids, especially teenage girls. So what are you up to with this then? Yeah, and so we don't, we don't even know what the downstream effects are going to be educationally, right? We, 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 don't, we, we assume that they, they got adequate education during that time when they no, were. They didn't. No, they didn't. We, we, I looked at some of the reports. Right, it's horrible, right? It's horrible. Yeah, reading, basic reading, uh, failure to read, through the roof. Yeah. I mean, 50% in, uh, in some school districts. It, it was, no, terrible. Terrible. But it's the best we could do on a short notice, right? That's what people say. That's what people say. Short, best we can do on short notice, you know, are you gonna, so you're better paid. Are you, now, I know, I know that you also, uh, you work very, very well with folks in the government, but you're also very critical of government policies. Awesome. And I am? I know. I, I think so. Are you, are you bringing me over to your side? No. Is that what's happening? There's there? no sides. Oh, okay. There's no but you but, but you have been. And uh, I think a lot of people appreciate you for that and, uh, and are concerned. I am critical? You have been of policies, oh some policies, uh, some of the sheltering and, and such like that, and oh. what's happening with the kids yeah. and, and the schooling ah. and such. And, and also, I would say famously, not infamous, famously, uh, a caller once called in and asked, Dr. Gibney, uh, can you guarantee that hmm. five years down the road, after I get this uh, vaccination, that it will not have a negative effect upon my body? And you said, no, no one can make that guarantee. Now, bureaucrats will evade that question. And and you you've always been a straight shooter, so so I certainly hope I am not a bureaucrat. So I certainly hope. Well, you but you do work. You function very very well with people who are in government, and uh, and and yet good people. Yes, and good people. And then you also uh, talk uh, straight. You're a straight shooter when you talk about these things as well. Well, because you're going to call me on it if I don't. Well, again, I just uh, I just hope that now you have this international recognition. Oh. Of USA Today's Delaware Woman of the Year, it uh, won't go to your head. Uh, what? Why'd you just say "ug"? Uh, you are USA Today's Delaware Woman of the Year. What does that mean to you, Rick? Does that mean anything to you? I th- yeah, I'll tell you what it means to me. That uh, because of what you've done for the decades prior to this, and basically being a street doctor in addition to an emergency room professional. Um, and all, it's, it's, uh, you got some well-deserved recognition. That's what it means to me. If. What's it mean to you? Okay. What's it mean to you? If it brings me the ability to get other forums, if it brings me ability to reach people in a different fashion, if I am able to spread a message better because of that, if then that's what it means to me. Okay. So let's spread that message right now when it comes to teen mental health. Hallelujah. Okay. So... In our, in our typical fashion, me and Lieutenant Governor Bethany Hall Long are teaming up um, along with the 87ers team, which is our... Minor League base, uh, basketball team. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, for the Sixers. Yeah, yeah. baby. Right, baby. 
baby. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, they now call it Chase Stadium, you know, um, that big complex that's out there by the riverfront. So that's where the Blue Coats play. They play semi-professional basketball. And um, in, in an effort to kind of, again, bring a lot of people together, um, a lot of people that are involved in sports, a lot of youth, um, people in the field of mental health, um, we're taking that night over, which is Friday, this coming Friday night, April 1st. Nothing April Fool's about it. It is April 1st um, at the Chase Stadium, and we're turning the Blue Coats uniform, uniforms purple. No, oh, nice. So purple has been kind of a signature color for mental health awareness. And um, so uh, their uniforms are actually going to change. Um, and in light with the people that come in, we're going to give everyone a purple T-shirt, happen to be a sponsor, but talking about mental health awareness. We should have probably anywhere from 30 to 40 vendors there that are all anywhere from my near and dear Brandywine Counseling to Gardensia to Lyman House to uh, Delaware Housing Alliance. But all those different mental health providers are going to be there with with tables and, and vendors and providing you know their little giveaways, but also, more importantly, information and education. And then at halftime, you know, we're going to we're going to have a few people that have struggled, you know, as athletes um, with mental health. And Lieutenant Governor, myself, will both also speak, letting her favorite saying is it's OK not to be OK. Mm-hmm. Um, but but really to bring to fore, you know, that we're aware that depression, anxiety, PTSD, all those things are still out there and people are struggling and that we're here to help and that there's resources to help. So we'll go over a lot of those other resources, but connect people together. So, you know, when you get together, let's say you just told me, you know, you play guitar, right? So you get together and you riff a little guy. There's a, there's a communion that occurs with that, right? There There's a union. We've lost that. Like well, well, pe- well, actually, I've been kicked out of more bands <laughs> for, Imagine for lack of ability. Um, <laughs> so. No, that's not true. <laughs> no, it is true. No, it's not true. <laughs> I, was, I just yeah, saw I was you play two beautiful <laughs> anyway, ballads. Anyway, so moving oh, on. Oh, now he changes. Randy. Yeah. You see how he shifts it? Yeah. Yeah, you saw how he did that? Uh-huh. He's famous for that. <laughs> so, but but again. The, the, so what you're doing together. is you're using your clout and your, your power. I have no clout. Uh, as, as being, uh, I have no clout. Someone who's very, very well known. Yeah, you do. You make a phone call. And if you called the governor, I bet they would, he would take the call. Boom. See? She's smiling. So. Uh, Depends what he's doing. And, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> and he used to take my call before the pandemic. Um I bet so, you he would still take your call. No, he hadn't. He Have hadn't. you called him? I did. I uh, I texted and called. Uh, well, his uh, his his representative. I, you know, was it something? It was about hey, let's talk about the pandemic and about uh, these he's rules. He's got people to do and, that. He's no, got his people to do that. Rick. He's the one making the decisions. He's the top guy. He's the one. He is the top banana. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, but he's got that's, a very lot so of learned people helping him out. No, the one you want to talk to about the decisions, he's the top decision maker. He's the one. He's the decider. But guess what? Like you say. know what is wonderful so about John Carney is he takes the most learned people and surrounds himself with them. And then why are you huffing? I want to know from him why <laughs> Did you he, see that, Randy? Why he's made <gasps> certain decisions, you know, because he's the one. He, he decides what whose advice he's going to take. But anyway, getting back to what you're going to be doing on Friday, <laughs> right? So it's, we, you know, I love the governor. I know you do, and I like the guy too. But he's made some decisions where there's not as bad as some other Democratic governors. 
that were, but he made some decisions that were quite harmful, and uh, I think those questions need to be asked. So, anyway, you're here, though. Yeah, to here help, I am. To help people understand more about mental health, especially teenage mental health. Yeah. And I was looking at some of these studies. It's, yeah, let's and like look you at said, the studies. You know, one in three teen girls, one in five teen boys experience new or worsening anxiety. Uh, more parents of teen girls especially uh, then parents of teen boys, there's an increase in anxiety and worry. We're looking at 38%. used to be 19% back in 2019. Right. right. And uh, teen depression or the pandemic uh, associated with teens' own fears, uncertainties, th- things like that. It's been horrible. So uh, you're going, you're just basically on the Delaware tour starting here. Just called it the Delaware tour. Sure. Yeah, just yeah, to make yeah. it more well-known, right? Well, yeah. well, okay. So I'm glad you put it that way mm-hmm. because this is not a one and done. The thing about me is like I keep showing up, right? Yeah. And that's, I think, part of the thing. Like people um, do, a lot of people do one and done. So that's not me. So I keep showing up, you know, like even when we went to the motels on Route 9 and this and that, you know, we tested and then we came back and we vaccinated and then we came back and we boosted them and we came back for clothing and you know, and we'll go back again with Narcan and this and that. So th- this is not a one and done. Although this is very exciting for Friday. I think it's a nice venue and we're, you know, God bless them for letting us do that kind of t- hijack their event. Um, but but we're planning to go in the school systems as well. I mean, really do the work and um, go in the high schools as well as the yeah, middle schools. Yeah, isn't that where you really got to take the message? Hey, kids, uh, if you or someone you know is having problems or struggling, uh, please, here's the resource. Here's who they can talk to. When we talk to kids that are 9 and 10 and they are doing what you just said, the mean girl stuff, they're on TikTok, they're oh, yeah. watching Euphoria, um, there's, they're seeing role models that are not the kind of role models that are going to make you a doctor or a, te- or a radio uh, host, right? Um, so, so we're in the process of collecting teams basically, including myself, you know, lieutenant governor as well social workers, mental health workers, colleagues that um, can relate, that have recovered from substance use, um, psychologists, child psychologists, to go with us um, to the different schools. And um, not that this already hasn't been done. It has. No, but what you're doing is is you're creating this additional organization. There's not enough. There is not enough to say that it's been done enough. You can't do enough to talk about things that have stigma, right? Mental health. Cancer at one time had yeah. stigma, right? So there's there's just not you, – you can't be too duplicative of efforts when things are this dramatic, right? Well, I know you keep uh, notes, so I'd love to get updates every once in a while on how it's going and how many kids you've served and uh, yeah. how, so how it's working out. We'll, we'll be going – starting in April, we'll be going to different high schools and middle schools and, and having the discussions – and, right. and break out groups and saying, kids, you know, how are you feeling? And, you know, make it okay to ha- be anxious, to be depressed, be concerned. Um, and, again, what I think I do pretty well is connect. All right. So we'll see you at the basketball game uh, Friday night. All right. Dr. Sandra Gibney, thank you very much. I, it's You're always welcome. good to talk to you. You're Thanks. welcome, sir. Appreciate it's it. My and, pleasure. And let the governor know I'd like to talk to him. Thanks. I will. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.